0: English-speaking
1: hit music station. Chapter FM. News. News
2: authorities have introduced a mandatory re- resort fee. It's one euro for every day of your stay at a hotel or apartments. Children under 12 years of age are exempt from the tax. The measure is expected to bring in some 17.4 million euros to the country's hotel industry. Last year, the tourist flow from Russia to Tunisia increased by 20%. A member of the Association of Travel Operators, Dmitry Gorin, said that the resort fee is charged on hotel stays across many countries, adding that it wouldn't reduce the number of Russian holidays Makers in Tunisia. Meanwhile, Moscow has earned its place among the world's leading cities by the number of stadiums capable of hosting international competitions in various kinds of sports. That's according to Deputy Moscow Mayor Marat Husnulin. To give an example, he said that Spartak Stadium has been operational for almost four years. There's also Luzhniki Sports Arena, the CSKA and Lokomotiv Stadiums, the VTB Ice Palace, the Mega Sport Palace, plus the Dinama Stadium, expected to open its doors in the next six months. All the above mentioned facilities. Boast the infrastructure that meets the most stringent requirements, including the new roads and the metro stations. One in five residents of Moscow would like to immigrate. A poll conducted by the independent Levada Public Opinion Center has showed, according to the poll, Muscovites travel abroad at twice the rate of their compatriots in other Russian cities. The idea of immigration generally appeals to younger and wealthier Russians. The survey in the Russian capital was carried out between late April and early May among more than 500 respondents. And finally, a CAP nicknamed Achilles has predicted the outcome of the opening match between Russia and Saudi Arabia this Thursday. The wide field Line, who lives in St. Petersburg Hermitage Museum, was given a choice between two bowls of CAP food marked after the two teams opening the tournament on the 14th of June. Achilles opted for the one displaying the Russian flag. Last year, Achilles was right about the outcomes of three out of four Confederation CAP matches played in St. Petersburg, including the opening and the final games. This time around, the cat is set to predict the winners and losers of seven matches due to be held in his native St. Petersburg. On the 15th of June, Morocco's team will take on Iran on the 19th. Of June, a match will take place between Russia and Egypt. On the 22nd of June, a game will be held between Brazil and Costa Rica. And finally, on the 26th of June, Argentina will take on Nigeria. St. Petersburg will also host two playoff games and a match for the third place. Let's check the weather in some of the host cities of the World Cup in Russia 16 degrees Celsius in Kaliningrad, 22 in Volgograd, 13 in St. Petersburg. It's nice and warm here in Russia, plus 15. It's two points out of possible ten on the roads this hour. According to our interactive map, a drive to and from Sheremetyevo airport is about an hour each way. Driving time to the Maderova airport from the city centre is around 70 minutes and about an hour to get back into central Moscow. A drive to Vnokov airport will last around 45 minutes each way. That's all the news for now. Valeria Pekova in the studio. Stay tuned for more. KFM, Moscow. The one
1: and only English-speaking station in, in Moscow. Moscow. With Alan Moore.
3: Welcome back, listeners, to Mainland Europe's number one English language radio sports show. And we are still lucky to have with us the man, the legend, the, a guy who I have to say, his voice just. Gives me shivers, but, like, in a good way. John Duggan. I wish all the blondes and brunettes and, uh, will also say that. <laughs> Back in Ireland. <laughs> they do, they do. They have to, you know, this is this is the whole thing. And, of course, John, a quick question before we have another guest in the studio, but just a quick question to you. Um, how are you settling into Moscow so far? I mean, food-wise, drinks-wise, how are you finding it?
4: Um, well, I'm being sort of run off my feet in terms of... Um uh, getting around that like you're just trying to get food is just a thing you just get into you so hopefully now over the next few weeks i mean i'm here for the month we'll, we'll we'll get to see some good restaurants and uh i think i ate in the metropole today had a breakfast in the metropole oh, so swanky um yeah I had, a, I had a breakfast there but prices are reasonable um obviously i uh, like katie o'shea has already given the uh, the irish links <laughs> to the irish pub so yeah I'm, I'm making all the right decisions so far
3: I mean, that is a good friend of our show, because we always give away vouchers to there. And, of course, it's where the Moscow Shamrock's always from. By the way, you're coming to Moscow Shamrock's training on Sunday morning?
4: Hopefully. I'm um, out no, no, of Germany, hopefully. Mexico. <laughs> uh, but that's,
3: that's later on. You'll be grand. You'll be showered
4: uh, we'll, we'll, well. We'll, see, we'll see what the security's like the first two matches. So, yeah. But uh, the hope is, because we'd love to get some uh, shots of uh, the Moscow Shamrock's and tell everybody about them back home. Excellent. So, on
3: the topic of Mexico, I mean,
4: you're doing my segue for me. Uh, so, uh, we
3: have... Um, a journalist, sports journalist, and also uh, he's a friend of our show, and of course, he's a Moscow Shamrock as well. He just—he was a member of the winning Cup of Russia team last weekend, or the weekend before last in Voronezh Mr. Franco Francisco, France, Well, I—I've I, got a Paco Frank Franco. So, Francisco Martinez, how are you doing?
5: Fine, Alan. Thank you for having me
3: again. So, uh, listen, how how are you set now for this World Cup? Because of course, it's a big, big, big opener for Mexico against the reigning world champions. You heard us you in the last segment. We, you know. The, the defending champions don't always have the best record in their first game out
5: well uh, everybody back in Mexico is quite scared for this game uh, I I think that uh, if the squad has the feet on the ground and are conscious against who we are playing uh, Mexico can give a very good game and surprise everybody and the other way around we can go with four goals against five five four seven
3: so you can score four or concede four yeah, it safe. sounds like the Moscow Shamrocks. Okay, <laughs> uh, all right, so we, we have Waiting on the Line, he is a friend of Sean, I was just speaking to him on a, on a Skype, and I mean, he's looking very, very well, and he's a friend of John Duggins. he's a colleague of John Duggan's, uh, Mr. Raf Deiello of Team 33, how are you doing?
6: I am very good, how are you?
4: I'm doing great,
3: Raf, listen, great to speak with you, and of course you have uh, your good friend John. Sitting. Hey, John, how's
6: it going?
4: Good. Greetings from Moscow, or should they, should they say uh, uh, Privet, Privet. Privet.
6: Oh, yes. I haven't practiced any Russian words, so you don't
4: need to, Raf. You don't need to. All you need to do is pick the winner of the World Cup. <laughs> so listen
3: yeah, Raf, you, you you have, of course, on uh, on off the ball. Uh, you've got like really really pumping up there for the World Cup. Um, what what are the like you know, what what are the kind of, what's the feedback from the Irish public right now and the listening the listeners and of course watchers of course on the on the vidcast for for uh, off the ball? Like what what are people saying? What are they thinking? How are they feeling about it?
6: Well, generally, in the last, you know, in the last few hours, essentially, we've all been talking about the same situation and, and to Peggy. So that's taken everything else. So I guess before we were talking about, you know, Russia, what to expect there. But this has completely taken things over and we're obviously making the whole side reference.
3: I mean, of course, of course, we're all making a reference to Saipan. However, I mean, it is, it is one of those issues where we, we, we do have to look at that. It's, it's, uh, it's bigger than the World Cup right now.
6: Uh, it definitely is, yeah. I mean, we were completely taken by surprise. Um, we were recording Team 33 last night, and we were doing this predictor thing, and we have France down to win the tournament, and Spain finished second. And that is completely out of date now. I mean, uh, unfortunately.
3: I mean, R- Raph, if you can just spe- speak a little bit, we're just going in and out there of uh, signal.
6: Yeah, sorry. It's just uh, yeah, it's just issue with the line. But um, yeah, we were expecting Spain to do well, and then this complete curveball comes in, and who knows how Spain will respond to it? Uh,
3: what, okay, Raph. I mean, you, you you know world football pretty well, and you 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 can understand the football mentality as well. So how do you reckon how, how will they react?
6: Well, it's it's a weird one because you've got the Real Madrid contingent and you've got Barcelona contingent. And, of course, it's an awkward one because we know sometimes there are issues at club level between Pique and Ramos, for example. But the noises I've heard so far from Spain or the situation really is that the players all push to a man, both Real Madrid and Barcelona, to actually um, to keep Lopetegui. And it was really the Spanish FA president that, Rubiales, who went out on the limb and made this decision.
4: And just John here, will um, Real Madrid not take any of the blame for this, the timing of it and the way they've acted?
6: They should, yeah. I think it was at the end of last week they first got in contact with the agent, um, with Lovategui's agent, but it wasn't confirmed until obviously earlier or yesterday, and then obviously Spain makes the decision now to part ways with them, but Certainly, Real Madrid have to be
4: culpable. Of course, it's a bit an irony that Hierro's gone in there. A Real Madrid legend, a three times Champions League winner.
6: Yeah, one of the great players I remember from '94, 1998, and 2002. I think he scored. I remember against Nigeria in the opening game in '98. And of course, for us, John, you know, he played at Bolton for a while, so we remember him from that. So everybody's played at Bolton. I think Rodrigo's played yeah. at Bolton
4: as well, and somebody else in the in the in the, in the tournament has played at Bolton.
6: Yeah, and even if you remember back, Ivan Campos, or Ivan Campo, sorry, from yeah. the old Sam Allardyce post. So, it's a big connection there.
4: Well, actually, I
3: can not admit uh, Campo because uh, when I was working, we were talking about Roddy Collins today, and uh, when I was working uh, in Malta in 2009-2010 with Floriana, he was actually proposed to us as a player. Uh, Ivan Campo to take him on and I mixed him up with F- uh, Fernando Hierro and the problem was that uh, they said oh no no you can get both these guys in and they're going to cost some ninety thousand thousand a week and I said hold on like I mean what are like why should we get them I thought they're both injured they're not, they're not playing well and so on and the guy uh, had been picking them off Football Manager 2004 <laughs> I'm not joking I am deadly serious and people don't believe me so this guy picked these like players based on Football Manager 2004. There you go.
4: Well, I think we see. Yeah,
6: actually, you know, football managers actually used a lot for scouting now as well.
3: So um, <laughs> yeah, I know. They,
6: were it, they were doing it before anybody before it was trendy.
3: Well, I mean, yeah, I guess. I mean, when I'm sitting in the boardroom and then I'm I'm, I'm looking and guys, go, that guy hasn't played and he's had like some serious injuries." And then the guy, then the guy just. Admits it in front of everybody that like he he's his favorite player in uh, football manager and we can get him for this and his pace is ten and he can his ball control is thirteen and I'm like oh hold on like you know so anyway sorry uh, I know uh, we we have a Mexican in the studio so before we have a Mexican standoff here's a question for you Raf
5: yeah well yeah. Uh, I would like to ask you what do you make of uh, Florentino's decision to uh, get this news out and what do you get of the new Atmosphere of football where club owners and club managers don't really care about the national teams.
6: Well, I suppose over the last decade or so, club football, especially with all the money behind it, it's just completely superseded international football. Perhaps not surprised. I'm, I'm a little bit surprised. I thought Florentino Perez, particularly, uh, you know, as a Madrid man, would be a bit more patriotic, but clearly, he's not. <laughs>
4: Yeah, and I don't, think, I don't think it's going to go down well. If Spain don't do well in the World Cup, I think internally it will not go down well in Spain. Um, Hierro is a help in that regard, but uh, like whatever club managers, and, and, and we do know the club game is probably better football than the World Cup will, will be shown, but you can't buy the World Cup you can't um, it's like the Masters green Jacket. you can't just say well, I, well I'm a World Cup winner look how anguished Lionel Messi has been over the last three finals for Argentina not winning two Copa America, Americas not winning the World Cup the golden ball meant nothing to him four years ago look at he Casillas the way he reacted to lifting that World Cup trophy in 2010 so uh, Maradona as well when he's a player so that is the one last bastion that's why I don't like the Diego Costa thing for Spain I don't think it's right that Diego Costa should be playing for Spain at all he played for Brazil in two friendlies I know he's qualifying under the residency rule but it's not rugby; it's international football. It should be all about the jersey. Um, we've had it ourselves, actually, with the granny rule in Ireland, which I think is stretching the elastic band. But not the point. There is a blood link. Yeah, but, you know yeah, well, unless you're uh, a certain striker um, from. Well, he was adopted, but anyway, that's, uh, let's, yes, let's let's, uh, yeah, let's, yeah, let's
3: yeah. leave Mr. Cornetto on the side. Sorry, you um, jump in.
5: I just let's like go. to say that in Latin America, at least on the discourse on what managers say, there's still like the, this um, intention of supporting the national squad, like. Um, What managers might question is the performance of any given manager, but uh, at at least on what they say, they are always supporting the national teams, so it comes as a surprise that uh, a national team as strong as Spain is getting these internal issues and problems. Nothing ever surprised me, Real Madrid, because they're the ones who were bankrupt,
3: <laughs> and then they, the, they, uh, they sold their training grounds to the city, who, and then gave it back to them free. But, Raf, listen, thank you very, very much. I know we're going to be speaking to you again before the end of the World Cup, but thank you very, very much oh, today. And, uh, listen, no, who, Raf, who who, who, who are Leitrim playing this weekend, or are they playing this weekend? Uh, we're playing loud I think in the qualifiers yeah I know so, so uh, yeah, we, we, we might not be on talking terms after this but um, let's see what happens no we will
6: but actually <laughs> no, I, I've already accepted we're losing this so we're all good
3: that's very magnanimous of you. I'm going to hate you if that doesn't come true Ralph thank you very much have a good evening Okay so that was Raphael from team 33 and of course uh, off the ball back in Ireland and John's colleague um just on, on the topic that with uh, you know club like you know club owners or club presidents i mean it's very very different in spain where you know the, he's elected into office Do you think that i mean a lot of people could be cheesed off the fact that he has upset the national team could they vote, vote him out of office
4: uh, i don't know um I once again will depend like a lot will depend on how Spain do. If Spain like cruise through to the semifinals get beaten on penalties, I don't think it's matter that that matter that much. But it's just it's a little bit arrogant, I would say, is the word I would say. This is the eve of the World Cup for two days before Spain's opening game and not really that you don't want to be kind of Like it's great for the pedigree, but in a way, if it doesn't work out from there, he's going to look back and have a lot of regrets and um, get these things done after the tournament. And I think a lot of Spanish patriotic people will be gone. You know what? We especially up in in Catalonia. um, You know, uh, they're not Spanish patriots; they're Catalans. Just to let you enjoy. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. But um, I would say that Real Madrid is. uh, you know it's, it's royal uh, royal equals royal is, is the translation and they've made a royal mess of this yeah.
3: okay that's um, a good one <laughs> you know, so
4: but it's all about the World Cup I mean this is this tomorrow and on Saturday and on Friday and on Sunday will be forgotten about
3: John listen we're going to go out to a break I know you're going to leave us Then, but uh, what do you reckon who's going to win tomorrow
4: I think Russia will win. I think they've got a good draw. I think Egypt are the team that, not Saudi Arabia, I think it's Saudi Arabia, apart from that game against Belgium, four have a terrible record of the World Cup. Um, I think that the, the 81,000 fans, Mickey, most of them will be Russian. I think they'll be get behind the team. Of course, they've had their problems. They're ranked 17th in the world. But if Smolov can um, pick up his form, uh, I think they, they should be able to get it done. But whether they get out of the group is another matter. Um, but Brazil to win a lads. Um, <laughs> And, and ladies, uh, Brazil to win the World Cup. So That's get, my tip. Get, get, this, this man can beat
3: the bookie, so get your money on that, John. Thank you very much. We'll see you again before. Thank the end you, Andrew. Thank you very much. Okay, Francisco, saying Well, we're going to go to a break. So that question again on plus seven ninety five one 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 zero five three. Where is the two thousand and twenty two World Cup being held? Is it a Qatar, B, Indonesia, or C in Ireland. And we have a song in honor of all of our uh, Hispanic guests here in the capital and around Russia, of course, as well. Because the Peruvians, the Argentinians, even the Mexicans as well, are lighting up our beautiful city. And uh, going into the break, uh, this is
2: "Daddy Yankee and Gasolina." Capital
1: Sports with Alan Moore. Oh!
0: ¡Buen
3: Okay, we're back here on this beautiful, beautiful uh, Wednesday evening here in Moscow. Thank goodness the weather has picked up. It will be a little bit chilly, I believe, tomorrow uh, for the World Cup kickoff. But we are less than twenty-four hours away, so the excitement is building here in the studio. I'm looking at it says it's sunny tomorrow, twenty degrees. But I do not believe that. That's Yandex weather. I do not believe it. And the big screen across from us. Uh, okay, so still in the studio with us is Francisco Martinez. Francisco. Um, all right, we were discussing about you know your know, Mexico's chances and so on. So I mean, honestly speaking, do you do you, like? I mean, I. Can see them getting into the second round and playing Brazil,
5: and you fancy them to beat Brazil if they get that far. Well, uh, I've I've spoken with you about this. Um, There's no knowing even if Brazil is going to be the first place, because uh, Switzerland and Costa Rica can um, give an excellent game and pass in first place. Mexico can tie with Germany, and uh, Sweden can, uh, like those two groups are quite complicated so I don't know who's playing against whom we could play Switzerland we could play Costa Rica we could stay three three games and go home so okay well hopefully not I don't know. there's lots of the uh, I do believe that Brazil is scared of one country and one country only and that's Mexico okay well two countries after Ireland but anyway okay so Peter uh, we have Peter P in the studio so
3: he is going to give us a little bit of an update on our North American sports so Peter uh Two big decisions came down uh, last week. Uh, since one of them, your bet came home. The second one, it didn't come home. Yeah. Who won the uh, Stanley Cup finals?
7: Stanley Cup? Um, I believe. Capitals, of course.
3: Of course, yeah. Ha ha ha. Okay, you're trying to make a way for it. Okay, because you did predict it was a Capitals, you yeah. said put your money on it. They were leading 3-1. They won 4-1, of course, is uh, Alexander Ovechkin, who has gone viral with his happy dance, which I saw our own Nikki Stay watching on uh, Facebook, uh, uh, Ovechkin's uh, dance. However, there wasn't such good news for your second bet in the NBA.
7: Yeah, I mean, like, I honestly, honestly expected that, like, Cleveland would at least, like, win a game and show some, some like, force against them. But, I mean, there is always next year. <laughs> <laughs> that is uh, true. I mean, this is now, I mean, th- th- those finals that we
3: discussed last week, I mean, it's been uh, the Cavs and the Warriors year in, year out. Yeah, and, yeah. I mean, you're looking at, like, LeBron, who, who has, I can't say single handedly, but he drove the Cavaliers there.
7: He did. He, he really did, honestly.
3: He re- I know you're a fan of him. But do you? Do you reckon has he got another uh, NBA playoffs in him? Can, can has he go another season to like carry them all that way? Because he's not getting any younger.
7: Uh, I think. I think. Yeah. Definitely. Like, uh, if you look at the like points he's averaging, uh, he, he 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 is he's only getting more and more points. He's he's not getting any like weaker and like he, he's a- averaging more and more points. So I think yeah, he he's definitely he, he definitely will appear in another.
5: Okay, so Francisco,
3: do you agree with that?
5: Is is Peter P correct with his uh, assumptions? Well, uh, I think there's two leagues: uh, Michael Jordan and LeBron James, and everyone else. And by year, every year, LeBron is just playing better and better. And the videos that go viral on Facebook, like it's every year, there's a new video of crazy plays that he can do all by himself. He's a big man, like you
3: know, he's he's so big, and yet he can jump (laughs)
5: like a I don't know, like a ballerina. He owned Toronto in such a way. I mean, it's, yeah, it's but
3: on, so, I mean, okay, Peter, just uh, just quickly before you leave us, on uh, the World Cup, so it's building up, it's all around the place, and of course, uh, you're a student of the uh, Russian State Social University System, which is, of course, a central volunteer recruiting center for Russia, and training center, of course. Uh, how many, are we talking hundreds or thousands of of uh, students and people being trained at the volunteer center there?
7: I can't, I can't give you exact number, but like I, I, I certainly know it's like a lot. It, it, like, a lot of people are are. They're they, they 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 um they're training and it's not because like uh, it's like a it's a job for them they're they're really into the whole thing and they're, they're true volunteers yes, yes yes
3: so we're talking thousands rather than hundreds
7: I I think I think I, I might be wrong but
3: <laughs> I guess <laughs> all right listen Peter thank you very, very much uh, and we'll talk to you again in our next week so uh, Peter's going to leave us with Francesco, Francisco. just uh, a question you you have your tickets for for the games how many games are you going to go to
5: three or four.
3: And, I mean, wh- okay, three or four, but you yeah. had to spend a lot of money to get the Germany-Mexico game. Yes, I did. Okay, so listen, what what are you most excited about, apart from the Mexico games? What the games are you interested in? What do you want to see?
5: Uh, Argentina-Iceland. That's uh, and a very interesting game. Uh, some of my teachers, for example, Gabriel, who I send a, uh, a, he's a big listening? hug. Yeah, he's, he's listening. I'm hating you for the gasolina. Um... Uh, he he considers that uh, Iceland, good luck is over. Uh, I do believe that they can ha- be very strong in their group, and they can give a very big surprise in this their first World Cup. I am interested on seeing Nigeria uh, on on that same group and. Uh, well, that's it. Uh, I mean, I'm after the Mexico games. Okay, all right. So we'll leave it at that point. Joining us now in the
3: studio, we have a man. He's all the way from the north, sort of the frozen north. So basically, uh, if, if anyone... Well, lots of people know about uh, Game of Thrones, but this is up in that kind of neck of the woods. Uh, he is the managing director, and general director even, of, or CEO as well of uh, uh, Electronic Arts here in Russia. And, of course, Electronic Arts, we all know for FIFA, NBA, so all the video games. Mr. Tony
8: Watkins, how are you doing? I'm fine. But at Northern Ireland, you have to say, right? Not the north as in further north than Northern Ireland. So, Is there anything further north than Northern Ireland? Well, there's nowhere nicer than Northern <laughs> Ireland.
3: <laughs> so. Well, I mean, okay, so you are heavily involved. And in EA, of course, is a major partner for FIFA, as well as for Champions League and, and football and sports in general. And, of course, sports gaming. Yep. Um, how is this period for you? Is it a bit crazy?
8: It really is crazy. I, I, I've you, just come from a pre World Cup champagne party with Tattinger, so it's uh, <laughs> it's uh, it's going to be a long month. I realise this now. It's going to be a hard month.
3: I mean, uh, okay, so what what are you expecting from this work I mean for for
8: EA as uh, uh, on its own? Uh, I think overall, not just for EA, I just think it's a massive opportunity for football in Russia. Um. I've been in Russia for what, 22, 23 years and with uh, EA Sports for 13. And I think over the last five or six years, we've been waiting for this huge opportunity um, of football in, in, in Russia. And, but it's not just about the four weeks of the tournament. For me, this is about what Russia does with football over the next several years. That's, that's the opportunity if we take advantage of it. Not just EA, I mean Russia in general, the clubs and league.
3: That's a very, very important point. And, of course, we have coming on the line uh, to us now and who you'll be able to discuss that with and ask what plans are being set in place. Uh, We have the CEO of the All-Russian Football Players Union and, of course, a member of the Russian Football Union Executive Committee and a very, very dear friend and good friend of the show, Mr. Alexander Zotov. Alexander, how are you doing?
9: I'm
3: great. How are you? Excellent, excellent. Listen, we we have uh, Francisco Martinez, who you know as well. And, uh, of
9: course... Ah, uh, so Francisco finally found his way to your office. He did, yeah. He was he kind went, of
3: lost. He was lost. He
9: was uh, writing to me. You know where Alan's office new new office is. <laughs> Why did you
3: tell him? Why did you tell him? I thought I was unfindable. Well, I don't you know? know
9: where it is. I haven't been there. <laughs> okay, uh, here
3: we'll invite you, Alan. In, don't worry about that. I and mean, we also Tony Watkins, of course, who who you know here in the studio with us as well.
8: Uh huh. You hello, and I'm sure if you know me or not, but I anyway, know hello. Just, of course. Yeah, <laughs> oh, the, yeah the, well, not, 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 the uh, stuff. Yeah, not it's, everybody it's knows me. So,
3: <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> uh, Tony's totally a man of mystery. A man of mystery. Alexander, you've just you just had an interview with uh, Peter Schmeichel for the, the, of course, building for the World Cup. I
9: was interviewed by Peter Schmeichel.
3: And how was it?
9: It's fantastic. We did it. You know, we 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 did it in the winter and. We did it now, and it's all on on the roof of uh, the four seasons hotel, so we need to do it. It's summer now, it was winter, so we needed to do it in spring and autumn
3: oh my God, so four seasons <laughs> very very good
9: Listen, I, I gonna,
3: <laughs> tonys tony's been talking about uh the, you know the, that um of course this World cup, not just the, the four or five weeks that is here, but it it should have or we're hoping it' will have a big effect on Russian football um what what is being set in place by the Russian Football Union and by the Footballers Union as well to kind of um, prolong this goodwill feeling with uh, football here in Russia?
9: Well, apart half of our professional clubs being, going bankrupt, uh, uh, we have a lot of stuff planned for the future. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, well, okay. Well, let's
3: let's just make sure we our, our uh, clubs stay stay uh, solvent, shall we say, Tony? I mean, how how important for you is a good relationship with football here for EA? I mean,
8: as a marketing tool. Well, up until this year, it's been actually fantastic, but. Uh, unfortunately, uh, even though the
9: Premier League. Yeah. Yes, exactly. I, well, you're obviously aware that
8: <laughs> they the, went the other way. The RFPL, in their in their wisdom, in their wisdom, uh, decided not to uh, uh, to work with FIFA this year. So, unfortunately, our direction. Hold on, say that again. Yeah, the RFPL, uh, the Russian Football Premier League, didn't sign with uh, FIFA. FIFA.
9: Nineteen will not have our CPL league. So it be no
8: Russian players, no Russian football. Now, so, so now, unfortunately, and it's, it's terrible to sit here being a, person, personally a huge fan of Russia and Russia football, but now you asked what our plans are. We have unfortunately now got to support the Russian teams that will be playing in Champions League only. We cannot support the Russian so League anymore. And the, and the players union. We have to start working closer. Yes, this is true. This is this is true with RFU and and with uh, and the teams in the Champions League. That's where our focus will be from now on. So, teams such as Spartak, CSK, Lokomotiv, will get a lot of attention now over the next uh, couple of years.
3: Well, that's good to know. But I mean, I mean, what, um, Alexander, what was the um, you know the background? Of that? Why would they make such a well? I guess kind of it's cutting their nose off. I would think despite the face. Why would they make that decision?
9: Um, ask, ask Pratkin.
3: <laughs> well, I mean, I would if he was here, but he won't come my calls.
9: But... I don't know. I mean, I, I was I was shocked to hear that. Uh, Ilya, your friend and my friend, Ilya Kozakov, uh, told me about it, and I thought it was strange, at least, because because FIFA is uh, made by uh, EA Sports is much more popular, much, much more popular than the product that Konami or whatever
8: the name is making yes yeah, is it yeah <laughs> and, and I, think the, I, I think the point is now that for me what's important here is Russia League was in a game which is alongside the English Premier League La Liga etc. Yeah, et yeah, with PES yeah, I agree. now you're in the league with Scotland uh, uh, League of maybe, Ireland? Uh, maybe even League of Ireland. Ireland,
9: I think, was uh, in the
8: sports. Yes, I'm joking. I, but uh, <laughs> I, I think the point that I'm saying is that there, Russia was in premier division in terms of, of um, uh, computer games and virtual sports, and now it's relegated to probably division two or three, frankly, because they have virtually zero market share in Russia. So it's a pure financial yeah, decision. That, that, that's true. That's true. Uh, which has no, which actually might seem short term beneficial for the league, but long term, it's given the money that that EA Sports is investing in, in, in the game in Russia, both during World Cup and what we were planning and spending next year. Now, the, our focus is on Champions League and well, the teams that are in the Champions League. That's mm-hmm. it. Because we cannot promote anything now to do with uh, Russian League anymore, it's, which is f- extremely sad. I mean,
3: okay, Alexander, you're talking, uh, and we've discussed it, and I've written about it, and we've spoken here in the show as well um, about the financial issues with Russian clubs, and somebody got out of business, and like, Tosna get relegated, and then, you know, drop down, after winning the cup, and they dropped down to the, well, hopefully... They're to not the
9: relegated, sub- they're bankrupt.
3: Bankrupt, exactly. Listen, what 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 does, you know... What what needs to be done to try and improve Russian football? Now we spoke about this before, but but now, kind of with the World Cup here, how can Russian clubs? How can Russian football, you know, bolster itself and gather itself to to make things better?
9: Alan, I think uh, uh, there's there, there was a certain decision made uh, concerning Russian professional football, and I think there's a deliberate uh, action now, not to help and not to save these clubs. I think the whole idea is to stop financing professional football clubs out of the uh, local uh, regional budgets.
3: Oh, okay, Uh, okay. So so reducing the sort of sanctions. So the money
9: will go to schools and academies, and local businesses will, will sponsor professional football if they want.
3: Well, I mean, that, that, that's one business model that should work or could work, but let's see how it does. Listen a t-
9: total shift, yeah.
3: Exactly. And it's before, you, before you go, uh, what, what do you... I'm not what,
9: going anywhere. <laughs>
3: is it, what do what you expect for, for tomorrow night? Uh, do you think, will it be Russia taking home three points, a point or null point? Uh,
9: well, you know, in the show with Peter Schmeichel, uh, there, there was uh, one expert, I think his name is Mourinho, <laughs> <laughs> he was He was interacting with us, and he, he said that the Russian team should attack, and everything will be okay and everything but But what I don't want to quote Marini. I want to quote Zuba, my old good friend and a member of our union and the member of a players' council in the Union. Uh, I think that Russian people, the whole country starts to, has to start to believe in their national team for better or worse, it's the only team we have now. Uh, and uh, to support them and I hope the guys have a good night sleep tonight and tomorrow they kick, kick, uh, kick the ball <laughs> <laughs> <partly> <laughs> score a couple of goals, and and don't let any in their net.
3: Okay. Listen, Alexander, thank you very much. Listen, we'll grab you into the studio, our new beautiful studio here in Moscow City in the Enkin Navarroj Center okay. very, very soon. Okay. Thank you so, so much for your time. Ciao. Ciao, ciao. Okay, so that was Alexander Zotov, who, of course, is the CEO of the All-Russian Football Players Union and a member of the Russian Football Union Executive Committee. Uh, Tony, um, you know, were, were you in shock when, when the, the, the Premier League took that decision? Was it shock or you felt yeah, it was I going was,
8: to come? It was a huge shock. Not only because, as I said, we've been building up to this period and actually waiting for the World Cup as a springboard for Russia football both virtual and uh, real. And uh, I think for the RFP to make this decision was sh- short-sighted is the only word that I can use because it's really not... Long-term, is not beneficial.
3: And I want to bring it in as well because you're talking about like real and virtual. So something that uh, the Russian Premier League teams all had
8: was their own gaming team, correct? Yeah, a lot of them have. Yeah. So, I mean, and, Lokomotiv this, had them. I, mean, I was, was watching some of them. Yeah, yeah and... and, and uh, Again, everything has its stages of development, and that whole esports area is growing and growing and growing. And as I said, we were excited about doing something more with this over the next years, but as I said, that opportunity is gone. Okay, uh, so
3: t- Tony's going to stay with us. Thank- thankfully, Francisco is like, uh, they're quite in the background. Francisco, you're f- you're a fan of video games, correct? Yeah, of course. And uh, would you prefer FIFA or PES? Would no, I'm a FIFA player from all my life. I hate PES. PA- there you go. They're
8: just shaking hands over that. Like, I mean, I, no. I what else can he say when I'm sitting right next to him? <laughs> <laughs> and also, also, my, also, also call out for anymore.
5: my teacher Gabriel, who hates FIFA, so. He hates FIFA. Yeah, and he's listening to, to us right now. He's, like, ringing no. my phone right now. That's that, why, okay,
3: Gabriel, that uh, <laughs> gasolina was for you, so there you go. Uh, that's for liking PES. Uh, Tony, we're going to go to the break in a second, so we ask you one final question. Uh, what's happened to Tyrone football this year? I don't follow it anymore okay alright so that, that's a resignation of everyone so, okay so uh, before we get to the break we have the because the last segment is coming up on our World Cup build up show here on Capital Sports on Moscow's Capital FM uh, that question again to win uh, a pair of VIP tickets to Capital uh, sorry well Capital FM sponsored and um, backed uh, the uh, Champ Talks next uh, Thursday evening at 7 o'clock of course in the Centre of Tolerance here in Moscow uh, huge huge night of course all World Cup themed so the questions the questions, uh, the questions is where is the 2022 World Cup being held is it A in Qatar B Indonesia or C in Ireland plus 795 1111053 now uh, Tony very very quick question the best World Cup song you can remember
8: it's coming home coming home okay it's coming
3: coming home. home football's coming home you know my answer the like gasoline. okay. No, no. So, <laughs> so uh, of course, one that uh, was voted the best English one of uh, of all time was uh, New Order and World in Motion. Oh, that's also
8: a good one. That's,
3: that, that's pretty decent. So we're going to go out right now to the break if uh, DJ Nicky Stay hits the right button. So Capital
1: Sports with Alan Moore. Express yourself, create
0: Give up the chase, beat the man, take him on, you never give up, it's one.
3: folks. We're back for our last segment of our World Cup build-up show here in the beautiful Enkin Ontario. We're just discussing it here compared to our, our regular studio, our main base up on Belarus. Sky But it's pretty decent, isn't it, Tony?
8: Very nice. If you like goldfish bowls, it's beautiful.
3: I yeah. mean, when there's beautiful girls here, it's okay. So we've got
8: Valeria here, she's waiting to read news, and uh, Nikki Stay, where she's pushing the button at the right time and not cutting me <laughs> off. My, <laughs> o- my office is upstairs, so I've been coming down for uh, the occasional Starbucks, and I've seen I think it's Nikki, I've seen, I've seen anyway one or two of the DJs working here. So yeah, it's like a goldfish bowl, when you're sort of looking at the. Exactly, I know you can actually come in and sit down and have a chat. Really? Yeah, I'll really? do that tomorrow with my Starbucks, and I'll come in. <laughs> <Starbucks. laughs>
3: I'll tell you, what, come in on Friday morning. Come in on Friday morning after the first one. Are you going to the opening game? Tomorrow? Yeah, I'm going to the opening game. Yeah. So let us come in on Friday morning and we'll have a chat. Okay. Okay, great. We'll organise that so Tony back in. Uh Tony, listen, uh we we're talking just before we did about esports. Um and of course it is a huge growing segment. We we spoke this time last year about it and kind of uh about the growth of eSports and the importance of it and how to try and balance kind of computer gaming and, you know, real life like sports and so on. Um how big is esports
8: getting here in Russia? Uh it, it comes back Feel like I'm harping on the same subject all the time, but uh, it's nowhere near as big as it could be. I think there's been a lot of um, what I would call s- relatively small tournaments and uh, and events taking place. What and, kind of prize
3: money, Tony? Just just to right? with, uh, what kind of prize money? Sorry to give give an idea
8: in dollars, if you can. <laughs> no, I think it, for the moment it's been in the tens of thousands of dollars. Oh, we're right, not so right reasonable. in. The, we're not in the league of. Hundreds of thousands. Like in Korea and so on. Where so, they, you know. Yes, exactly. Some of the big pots uh, there. And the global tournaments are around. I think the first prizes of the recent tournament in Amsterdam was around a quarter of a million, I think, something like this. Ooh. So the pots are getting bigger, and they will continue to get bigger. And the organization around this, of course, should continue to grow, even in Russia. Now, I'm not sure how... What's going to happen regarding esports e- in Russia, and certainly around FIFA? Because again, we will not be able to; uh, it will not be possible to play esports with FIFA over the next two, three years. So, uh, so again, our focus when it comes to esports now will be supporting again the Champions League clubs in global tournaments. That has to be now our our focus. So, for those teams that are in Champions League, it's uh, really a really big opportunity for them. Um, okay, again, I, I know I'm harping on esports, but it is your, your
3: a segment of your business. How good are the Russian gamers compared to, say, the... Uh, well, not, not
8: Asian on the side, but the European counterparts? Uh, generally, uh, Russian gamers are, are very strong. Um, they perform generally... Uh, exceptionally well in major tournaments. I don't th- think that they're the, the main uh, winners in the tournaments, but they're definitely competing well. You're talking about probably top 10 in many of the major, in the many of the major games that are in the prize money rounds, most of them. Yeah, some of them are for sure. That's yeah, good. Some of them
3: are for sure. That's good. Okay, uh, before we 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 come back to our final kind of wrap up, uh, we do have to go to a call. Not that we do have to, we want to go to a call. Uh, we're going to have a chat now with uh, Jan Jansen, who is a sports commentator and, of course, senior writer with uh, Denmark's Extra Blooded. Uh, he is here in Moscow. He couldn't be with us in the studio today because he was covering Congress, but he's flying out, I think, in the morning. Jan, how are you doing? Nikki, do we have Jan on the line?
2: Yes, we do. Hello. Okay,
3: Jan, can you hear us? Well, oh, we don't let's, hear. Let's
2: try to give him a call back. Okay,
3: well, Nikki is trying to get that man back in line, Francisco is still here in the studio. Uh, Francisco,
5: um, how big is esports in Mexico? Well. I think there are 10% of PES players and the rest of us play FIFA. Okay, league. all right, so we know that,
3: <laughs> that FIFA is number one. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean in, in terms of esports like money wise competition, are there like how are the Mexican clubs, do they have their own esports teams like they do in Russia?
5: Well, uh EA Sports took uh, several times since the since the new era, uh, several years to uh, uh, acquire the rights for the Mexican league. So, I I think it's been maybe 5 uh, or eight years, approximately, that the whole uh, Liga MX is represented. Still, they haven't gone far enough to acquire also the rights for the second division, third division. Just something. the top level. Just the top yeah, level. Yeah, so okay. it's just the t- top level, yeah.
3: Uh, uh, Tony, have you got rights then? Say, t- I know it doesn't, uh, you know, pay as well, or it doesn't pay back as well. But do you have rights then to the FNL, the second tier here, and the second divisions here as well, or
8: no. you're blocked? Uh, it's not a question blocked. It's not. Not relevant for us at this stage. So I think you got a. We got a. We wanted to, and I think it's necessary to support, sort of mass, um, the mass teams, the, the major teams. Yes, yeah. that has to be the number one focus so to t- begin Champions with. Champions League, of course. And then once that gets to a certain size, it's then possible to bring in the other tiers. This is how it's worked in other countries, and it would have been the same here too.
3: Okay. So um, okay, we've got. Hopefully, got Jan on the line. Jan, can you hear us? No, Nikki, we still don't have Jan on the line.
2: We still do. I don't know why.
3: Okay, Jan, can you hear us on the line? No? No, so Copenhagen is not picking us up. Uh, Tony, uh, of course, we're all picking music here today, and unfortunately, we couldn't get your one for now, but we will have it on Friday morning. question you are not just a head of a a huge company here in russia uh and an ex-athlete who ran track as a scholarship student for the university of kansas you're a Jayhawk, of course i was very young though ah young and yeah well young and naive you know we just shipped away to america um but you're also a musician and a singer yeah so tell us a bit about that how's it going here in russia
8: good we've had a band here playing for 20 years um we're doing concerts every week in different pubs and clubs Just came back from Sochi. We did a big concert in a club, in a a casino down in Sochi on Saturday night. Sounds very swish. It was very nice. Incredibly nice uh, place. I have a song that uh, it's probably the one that was most viewed on YouTube is called <laughs> So it's a sort of joke about the fact that I live here so many years, but I still don't understand Russian, although I do understand a lot, actually. Well, Russians but don't understand themselves, so you're okay. You're that, a good that, I, I I'd <laughs> agree on that. Too. But <laughs> that's actually the point. That, that was the, why I think it's so funny is because not, not, not only do I understand it, but a lot of Russians also don't understand it. But, but you got to watch the video clip and listen to it, and then you get it. Okay. Yeah. So, so we'll, have to, we'll tweet that out. We'll tweet it out after, after the show.
3: Uh, Tony, in terms of music, uh, how do you find, because you do play live music, so you're singing uh-huh. yourself. Uh, there is an unfortunate thing that in Russia, most of it is with a plus one or minus
8: one. Uh, that's changing though, actually. Years ago, it used to really annoy me when we would play in these uh, clubs and, and a lot of the singers were playing, uh, singing plus one. We were playing live, of course, always. And... and um, and then you have these new stars coming, singing plus one, and doing their thing. But uh, when you actually hear them live, it's completely different. But that's changed a lot over the last, I think, ten years. Uh, the quality of um, musicians is a lot more real, especially the, the bands. And how do you find the reaction to Russians when they hear live? Are they, you know, when they hear you perform live? Are, are they surprised by it? Are they impressed by it? Of course, they're impressed. You know, sexy Irish guy performing. Come on, that's, uh, how can you not be impressed by this island? Come on. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll just leave it there
3: because so, I'll, I'll have to have you
8: taken off the. I hair used point. to be. I used to be sexy when I was young. I've ah. lost. I lost all my hair. Of course, that was the problem. No, it's okay. You've gained on your face like me. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I need a shave tomorrow.
3: So, Francisco. Uh, I mean, you. You. Uh, we're, there's three Irishmen sitting in the studio because he is actually part Irish as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, he's from her daughter. Yeah. Okay. Uh, this, this is a joke. Explain I'm to us part how you're...
8: Mexican mean. as well.
3: Well, I mean, that could be actually quite <laughs> real. I believe that, actually. You know, if you're from Dundalk, you are be from El Paso, as we call it. But, uh, I mean, Francisco, tell us, how where's your Irish roots like?
5: Uh, maybe we should leave it for some other time. No? Some, yeah, it's... A little bit personal. Oh, okay. Well, this is this is mid-
8: th- it's for the midnight show, right? Oh, yeah, <laughs> for after hours yeah, yeah, yeah. show, when, <laughs> when the children go to bed,
5: Alan. That's when you then just take say, these interviews. I'd just say that I'm also sending uh, Abby Clark to my mom and my dad. That's all I'd have to say about this, the topic. There you go. But he, he he is a fine Gaelic football football player. Oh. He
3: really is. I mean, t- Tony, of course, is a Gaelic football player as well.
5: He's joining us on Sunday, I guess. I hope so.
8: I'm too old for this already. No, 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 no. no, no, if, no, Alan no. Is, Seriously.
5: if Alan is playing, I guess you can play.
3: Yeah, if, if
8: <laughs> yeah, I mean, but you, he's you, not very good, right? So that's, that's the best so answer. So it's easy. <laughs> it's a
3: show-off. Yeah, you see, I just, I just like take points. But we did uh, last. I mean, Tony now because he, he gave out to me a little bit and said like, you know, why didn't I v- invite him to Veronish? Because he would have loved the place where we went, like in, in terms of gigs, because that's that was a center for live music, the field
5: or the pub, the pub and the field as well. Well, I, I think Veronish is a Quite nice town, uh, not as little as they advertise
8: it or how people are. Ah, Veronish, a small town. Yeah, but, uh, or they perceive it basically. So I'll tell you a story about Veronish, just very, very quickly. So we had a we had a, a girl, a women's orchestra formed from Veronish music school, and we did a m- super concert down there with this orchestra, and it was about fourteen, fifteen years ago. One of the best projects we ever did: rock and roll with twenty eight twenty nine beautiful russian girls all from Varonish. super
5: Sometimes uh, uh... the thing like uh... I- infrastructure wise uh... i admire how Voronezh. in every single corner of the street or main cor- corner of the street you get music playing all the all the time and it's one of those things about russia there are several uh... decisions in infrastructure taken so correctly and uh, while this World Cup, if people travel around, there are many things that countries and, uh, like, citizens and if people of government have the opportunity to come here to Russia, they should acquire these kind of things that are so well implemented and take them outside, like, from, from Russia to the world. I mean, Tony, okay, you've been over 22
3: years here, or 20 years here, uh, working in, you know, major, major, major companies here. Um, what changes have you seen uh, in your time here and... and I, where do you see the improvements coming through or coming from?
8: Um, You're just talking about infrastructure. I think that's the the big change. Because I, I used to live near Moscow City and I, I watched this development being built. And um, you just look across Moscow right now, in Moscow region, the the scale of infrastructure is uh, improvement is huge compared to, for example, Ireland, where nothing seems to change. Well,
5: yeah, for example, uh, during the year that I've been here, the infrastructure on, on transport system even the streets how they are uh, like getting just on point on track for the people who are coming for the world cup it's quite impressive how fast uh, parks streets even shopping centers that it seems that uh, moscowites like them quite much Uh, the amount of buildings and things that are being built right now it's quite impressive
3: we're here in Moscow City now Tony you've moved your offices here
8: uh, to to this this exact tower Um, it was only because we heard the Capital FM was moving here and we just thought oh god we've got to be so close to you do you want to take off my gig we're going to be
3: close to you ah there you go see that's how all Irishmen stick together Um, Tony I mean you've seen the developments and so on and how are the people changing I mean, because I mean, everyone that has been commenting to me, including John Duggan, who was here just a little while ago, saying about how open Russians are and how helpful they are. And Francisco, we saw that today in the Metro where a guy showed people out to the right exit and then came back and asked us, did we need help? Uh, how, how have you found? Have people begun to? Uh, no, we, we, I, I, need help. I
8: know that. I know it's uh, psychological terms. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I'm sorry. Nikki took one look at you and thought this guy needs <laughs> help. right yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think that
5: was the thing that that guy thought. I um, think,
3: I, and then as soon as I opened my mouth, he went, nah he's beyond help," and they walked away. <laughs> <laughs> so, Tony, I mean, how how have you found uh, Russians developing themselves in, in in the past like
8: 20 years? Well, c- customer. Used to be going to shops. Customer service used to really suck. Uh, no, it's much better. No matter how <laughs> poor it might be now, trust me, 22 years ago, you wanted to buy something. It's like, you want to buy something? <laughs> really? You want to buy something in my shop? Really? So, it's, Are you sure? Yeah, so it's completely changed. It, I No, it, it, It's just, I was talking about this earlier this evening. It's black and white 22 years ago versus where we are today. And that's why, you know, I, I'm... I feel myself as a Russian person, even though I'm an Irish person. And I'm very proud, actually, of this fact. And I just, I always believe, say that Russia is the big opportunity. Um, and the people is a major part of this. So. I mean, always in every country, in every country, the
3: people are the resources. And something that, um, you know, Ireland was sold on to these multinationals. Was that like, look, you have people who are English speaking. You've got people who are interested, who work hard and so on. Um, what do you think are the, the, the big pluses for you know, people who are coming here to Russia to do business or are doing business here? What are the, what are the benefits of working with Russian people?
8: Oh, my goodness. I, I don't think it's just about working with Russian people. I think working in an environment where things change so frequently is, a great, uh, is great from a management experience perspective. Because you start to learn how to cope in different situations, whether they're positive, negative, negative. Um, how to move with change because things change here a lot Um, I think you learn a lot and the fact that people change with the times as well this is uh, I think is important Tony
3: we were discussing earlier on before you came in about the 2026 World Cup being awarded to North America and of course now that means that Mexico will definitely qualify Canada finally will qualify yet again for the second time and USA will qualify after well missing out this year what do you reckon? Is that good for football that it didn't go to Morocco, or because the guys agreed earlier on that
8: it was all about business? So, what do you reckon? What's your take on it? No, I think it's the right decision. I, I'm, you know, you have to see the bids and the detail of the bids and what uh, Morocco offered. But given, given, I don't think there should have been any concerns about Russia at all. But Qatar, for me, is a is a question mark. The whole logic of that of that particular decision. I think the decision today is, is the right decision for, for FIFA and for global football.
5: I mean, in that sense, there's not going, in Qatar, there are not uh, going to be trains of 56 hours from Rostov on Don to Ekaterinburg, for example. But cool. if you go from Guadalajara
3: to Toronto, it's going to be... Yeah, days. Um, By Don- I have
5: my own opinion about this cup. Uh, I think it's good for business on my part of the world, but business for whom? So... Uh, we only have three stadiums there, Mexico. So.
3: Okay, so I mean, Tony, w- would you be would you be interested to to heading to the the World Cup in the USA in in eight years' time? No, if I'm around in eight years' time, then yeah, why not? Of course, we we'll start to get out and kick football with us, and then you will will get your place on the plane. You'll join me. Yeah, exactly. We, we, we'll go and stay in his house you know so uh, <laughs> mom and papa Martinez we're, we're going to be same with you guys here so myself and Tony are going to go over and in with you ok so we are going to wrap up our mega 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 uh, World Cup preview show and I'm going to ask finally Tony uh, how are Russia going to do and who's going to win the whole thing
8: uh, I have a Sneaky feeling on Belgium as an outside bet. If I was a betting man, I would put money on Belgium. Belgium. I think You're as, second uh, person tonight. As individual players, I think they've got the talent. If they play as a team, I think they can go far. Um, I think Russia will win tomorrow. I'm quite confident that they'll they'll get one or two goals to 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 win Easy tomorrow. To... Kick us off,
3: okay, Francisco, um,
8: Mexico, ra
3: ra ra. Okay, Mexico, there we go. Okay, so we have two winners. Nikki, who who are our winners for tonight?
2: One is Christina, the other decided to be anonymous, but your number does end on 79613. I think I gave... Out most of it.
3: Okay. So, the, of course, the question was, uh, where is the 2022 World Cup being held? Of course, Tony just gave it away just a little while ago. So, but already we had the lines all closed. And of course, it is Qatar. So, okay. So, folks, you'll be hearing me back again. I think Tony will be joining me as well on Friday morning. Um, and I'll be, of course, commenting live from the uh, stadium tomorrow night. Uh, so at 8.45 and 9.45 on Friday morning, we'll be here for 15 minutes each time and really like wrapping up, uh, sort of the first day's play in the World Cup. We are going to go out with a song uh, that I think Tony's going to be performing quite soon, probably on Saturday night in the 16th. Where are you playing on Saturday night? Silvers. Silvers, okay. Silvers at near Curskoy. And this is a man who's going to be playing tomorrow night opening the World Cup. And who do you reckon it is? Not Robbie. It's Robbie Williams. Of course it is Robbie Williams. So, Francisco Martinez, thank you very, very much and to your... Mom and Dad and Gabrielle. Tony, <laughs> um, thank you very, very much. Pleasure. Thank you. And thank you, Alan. You're very welcome. And Nikki Stay, we're, we're finally going to get off the air now and run out and leave you alone. You and Valerie can enjoy yourselves here for the rest of the night. Happy? Thank you. Oh, very thank you. <laughs> Okay, so listeners, enjoy the World Cup, lock yourselves in. And one thing is for sure that this is going to entertain. So this is Robbie Williams with Let We Entertain You. Capital
1: Sports with Alan Moore.
0: I'm going